Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate and Business Podcast today. Today, John Kolb, it is October 27, 2021, and we appreciate everybody listening. And I appreciate John Kolb being the lone member of the podcast today. I'm going to tell you why, John. Becky's out running around, Becky Alley, that is, out running around picking up documents. Lisa, a little bit under the weather. Harvey's still under the weather and can't talk. I don't know if that's a blessing or a curse. And uh, it's just you and me, buddy. So welcome this morning. And uh, also thank you to our producer, director, Roberta Boshane, for doing what he does for us every week for our radio show and for our podcast. John, what's happening this morning? Oh, you know, just a little bit of everything. Like you said, everybody's uh, either running late, running around, feeling ill. So we just hope everybody feels better and, uh, you know, got to keep rolling. Yeah, no pity party here, but my week started out really well. Then all of a sudden, I don't know what it was, around 2.30, 3 o'clock on Monday, John, I started feeling, you know, little chills, a little feverish, and, and you know, I just wanted to remove myself from the uh, environment. So I went home at about 5, 5.30, uh, got into bed, slept it off. And uh, because we're so COVID sensitive in our society right now, and I never stay home. Yes, I'm hooked up to work at home. And I think it's a great option for people. But I'm just not that work at home kind of guy. I just decided to stay out of the office because I didn't want to risk, John, infecting anybody if I had anything. So I stayed home yesterday, worked from home yesterday, and, and then came back in today. And I feel great 100%. And, you know, you just have to be more cautious today than ever before, right? Yeah, you have to be cognizant of everybody else's feelings and, and uh, insecurities about what's going on out there. And if that means that you stay home and work from home for a day or two because you're not feeling top notch, then so be it. But, uh, you know, the number one thing that you want to make sure is that we don't get anyone sick that, you know, can't afford to be sick. Right. You know, that's that's the most important thing. Somebody who gets sick and, and ends up causing things much beyond that. That's that's when we're all going to feel bad and. Uh, and, you know, the worst things happen. So I'm glad that you stayed home. Glad you're feeling better. Let's get to it. Mortgages are, uh, they're slowing down, buddy. Uh, the applications are down across the nation. I had a nice talk with uh, our corporate offices yesterday, just about how uh, everything is starting to slow down, whether that's a rate increase, a weather change, uh, that just tis the season. But we're, uh, we're starting to slow things down. But you know what? The good thing is, is that we still have really good rates. We've seen some bumps and uh, positives in our rates, and I'm I'm excited for uh, the next flow of uh, clients to come in so that we can show them what we can offer them. Well, what is down for a fact, John? The update on the housing inventory is slightly down for the week year over year, and uh, to give you some statistics on that, compared to a year ago, the housing inventory, which was low last year declined about 23% year over year. So from last year to this time, we're down 23% in inventory. And two years ago, two years ago, it was it's down 54%. So inventory is not picking up, contrary to popular belief that we thought maybe more houses would go in the, on the market after everybody got into school. Here we are, almost November 1st, and inventory is still down, John. And uh, you might have alluded to it, but uh, recap again. What's it like for your partners, your realtor partners, and the people that you talk to every day in terms of the housing inventory in our market? 
you know, they're, they're a little bit slower as well. You know, they, a lot of people uh, shifted their focus to listings because buyers were having a hard time getting things accepted and listings were more and more prevalent in the hot ticket. But now I think we're in, a, in you know, kind of a, the nexus of the universe, right? We're two, we're first and first meeting uh, in New York. Um, you've got COVID where, you know, people think that they still want to buy and, uh, and, you know, expand their space space and you know improve their living conditions but then you also have us coming out of covid which is means that kids are now in school and you can't just pick up and move because you, your kids have to be in that neighborhood where last year people could go to school from Jackson Hole Wyoming or wherever the case may be so you're kind of in the you know the worst of two worlds one the uh, there's no inventory because nobody nobody wants to move or can move now that school has started and two everybody wants to move but can't because there's no inventory so you know kind of a like i said nexus of the universe old seinfeld uh, old seinfeld uh, <laughs> statement but um, hey you know it is what it is and we're going to get through it and you know if we have a slow uh, slow fall and in, uh, in, in early winter It'll just mean that it's going to pop at the beginning of uh, 2022. Well, what's really happening, John, even with the low inventory, there is a lot low inventory. Um, you would think that the bidding wars on homes would increase for those that are in the market to buy. But seemingly, the bidding wars have decreased. And in that in indicating that things are calming down in the purchase market right now. Um, so apparently... In April, when we were at the peak of the bidding wars, a year into COVID, 74%, John Kolb, had multiple offers and bidding wars and bidding up prices on homes. And right now, you're looking at that number's down to less than 60%. So it's about a 15% decrease in when you put in an offer that you're going to have uh, a crazy bidding war activity going on in that on that house that you're looking at, but that's nationwide. In our market, we're looking at there's still bidding wars going on, but the number of bidding wars going on is significantly less on this. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, like you said, the, the bidding wars are down. I mean, it's just it's because there is not as much inventory, and people don't want to move now that school has started, and people are kids are back in the schoolrooms. And people are going back to work. Um, it's it's crazy to say that 18 months after this craziness started, but you know that's just what's happening. And I feel that the the, the crazy bidding wars at the beginning of this year was more of a knee jerk reaction that lasted four, five, six months. Um, it was great for people selling, but if you think you're going to sell right now and still you know get 50 grand, 75 grand over asking with uh, cash guarantees, you're just you're mistaken. That's just not what's happening right now. So well, John, we're, going back, we're going back to the norm. Yeah, John, that was fantasy land. And I think going back to the norm, I still think that presents a very strong market. There's nothing wrong with selling your house at, at asking price. We all know that that isn't even the norm, but asking price is fine. So you list a house for $295 and you sell it for $295. I mean, is there anything wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, listing a house for $295 and selling it for $290 is more of a normal market. Um, what's going on now and people that was fantasy land. Um, if you happen to get that, that's fine. But if you 
don't and you just happen to sell it at listing or a little bit under listing. I think the key is what do you want out of your house? What's the motivation for you selling your house? And if you've got another place to go, you're fortunate because a lot of sellers, they don't have a place to go. And that's why you saw people staying in their house for the 60 day occupancy rate. Yeah. I mean, it's, if you don't have anywhere to go, there's nothing you can do. You got, you can't sell. Uh, but we've talked about this until we're blue in the face that, uh, well, let's say green in the face, Harry, it's that week. It's a green in the face because go green, John, Cole. those, those, those Wolverines, we're going to take them down this week, but that's okay. So we talk about this till we're green in the face that you've got to put a reverse contingency on, on the, uh, on your contracts. If you're going to sell the home, don't close, don't order the appraisal. Don't do anything that's going to cost your buyer any money until you've found the home that you want to buy. And the problem with homes out there is that the homes that are out there that are thinking they're going to hit the home runs are homes that should not be hitting the home runs. They're just not up to par. I've got a house two doors down for me that was built for Habitat for Humanity. And now the people are turning around trying to sell it for $225,000. It's 900 square feet. There's, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's just a joke that they're even trying to do this. And, you know, that's the kind of stuff that's out there. That's the kind of stuff that people are trying to take advantage of. And, you know, smart buyers are not going to fall for it. Well, I think like anything else, John, you're, you have to be reasonable and rational, rational about the thought process when you enter into a transaction. And when I say enter into a transaction, when you list your house with a realtor and our realtor friends will confirm this, the really good realtors will let their clients know that they're asking for too much on a house. They might be willing to put that house on the market for what they might feel is a little bit higher than what the market's going to bear in this market. But they'll also inform and disclose to their clients that, look, at we might not get any showings on this. We might because our ask is not hitting the markers that people are looking for in this market. Right. So right. that's going to decrease showings. And when you put your house up for sale, especially in an inventory declining market, and you're not getting any showings, that can only mean one thing, John. What can that mean? It means that your house just isn't worth it, that you're just you're just you're you, you're overreaching. And that's what people are th- thinking. They can still hit the homework. It's just like when see, people see that the rates are down on the news or in an ad on TV. That is two week old news. That's the, that, that you missed it. You missed the boat. So if you're thinking that you can sell your house for like, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, set 50, 75 grand over asking price, you missed that boat. You're months too late. And you know what? Shame on you because you aren't listening to your real estate professionals or your mortgage professionals like you should be. You know, now what do we got out there? got a lot more people taking cash out to do some debt consolidation, do some home improvement, you know, get ready for the winter. And I love that kind of stuff because it just shows that people are putting back into their home and that's going to just make their, their neighborhoods and their, uh, their home that much better for the next person that comes into it. Um, you know, we got a client right now that we're so excited to, uh, get done for them. They're on fixed incomes and we're saving them $662 a month. Their payment is going up $3 a month from what it is right now and we're paying off all their credit card debt. It is, it's just great news. Um, it's one of those things where people get excited 
you, you know, I hate to say that interest rate doesn't matter, but it doesn't. We still get them the best interest rate, but you know, the interest rate isn't such a focal point because it's all about money in your pocket each and every month. This fixed income, can you imagine $662? I mean, you can speak from the retirement age of what $662 a month means to an old person like yourself. So just, you know, it just, it's, it's, it makes me smile. Well, John, you know, the good news is it only took you nine minutes to get that dig in. And I appreciate that. And you're right. When somebody can save over $600 a month by just refinancing and their payment stays relatively the same, you're talking about going from 18% credit card interest down to 3% mortgage interest. I mean, that's, and that's like you said, it makes us feel good. It makes our heart feel good. And especially to old people like me who need to save our money for applesauce because we can't eat anything harder than applesauce. Um, it really makes us feel good, John. So thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I do want to get into um, mortgage interest rates and refinancing. We'll do that next. But one month from now, the official announcement for the 2022 Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac loan levels will occur. Now, some people might get confused, John, because we raised our conforming loan limits last week to $625,000, right? There's talk now, and we did that to be proactive because we know that they're going up. Now, there's a special formula that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac use And they used to go ahead and increase the loan limits that we could sell into them. And I'm hearing things, John, and I'm reading things that it could go as high as 633, maybe 635,000. So that means to everybody, if we do a loan for you right now, we could do it up to 625, no problem. Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and there might be another $8,000 that we could get on the back end. But I wouldn't wait to do it. I mean, if we could do it, let's do it now because we believe, John, that interest rates are going to go up. But let's talk about, first and foremost, the loan limits. We're at 625 now. There's talk about going to 633 to 635. There's no reason for people to wait. There's no reason for people to wait. And, you know, the reason is, is because let's say it's eight to 10 grand that you're going to get more in a loan amount, but you're risking it. The interest rate could be higher. Even if you need that eight or 10 grand more to get yourself out of PMI, that PMI on that small amount of money is so nominal that you'll be out of it in one year. So you're going to take the risk of a higher interest rate for 30 years to have PMI for a year now, or or come up with a little bit more money and have some more equity in your home. So no, don't wait. I mean, we never know. We both we both don't think that the the loan amount's going to go down. We both think that it's going to go up. I'm willing to put a dollar bet on it with you, Mortimer. That um, that it does go above that 630 uh, tag uh, if you want to take it. But that's that's up to you, Randolph, uh, you know, Randolph and Mortimer from uh, Trading Places. You know, you tell me what you want to do. Well, the last time you bet with me on something like that, John, I have that dollar framed in my office because, you know, you're not easy to get money out of. So I decided, John, that I was going to frame that dollar that you bet. And, of course, I won that bet. Um, on this bet, which, uh, you know, we don't promote betting or illegal gambling here at Bushwood. Um, however, I am going to err on your side. I believe, like you, that the loan limit is going to go north of 630000 I do believe that. So um, there will be no bet. 
uh, because I'm in agreement with you. Refinancing, still extremely benefit, beneficial for most of our clients, John Kolb. Um, Freddie Mac even confirmed that the majority of their volume is being driven by people, debt consolidation, rate and term refi, cash out to go ahead and do home improvements. You know, I, I believe this, and I spoke with a client just a few days ago. Currently, they're at three and an eighth on a 15-year fix, John. We had them locked in at two and five eighths. For all of you out there, the decimal equivalent is 2.625. That's a half a percent lower on a 15-year fixed rate. They thought they didn't want to close because they thought rates were going to go down. Well, you're at three and an eighth now. We know rates aren't going down. We're giving you a half a percentage point lower in rate, and you're going to wait? No, 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 no. We talked about it. I said, listen, we don't make any money on interest rates. Our motivation is to, A, help you save money, which we are, and B, get you the lowest rate possible, which we are. Why don't you think about it? Give us a call back in a day or two, and we'll set you up for a closing on Friday. They called back yesterday, and they said that they were going to close because really the market is going higher, John Cole, but it's not going lower. And you want to know something? If it goes lower, we'll get them a lower rate still. But I mean, why, why is there that? And, and listen, we've been doing this for a long time. You've been doing this, you know, for, you know, over 24 years. I've been doing it over 32 years. Why do people still think rates are going to go down when they already have a great situation and they're locked in and they just should be done with it? I mean, what, what is the motivating factor to think that their rate's going to go down a little bit? Yes, I agree with that sentiment. I, I, I gasp at it too. There's nothing to say. There are no words. I just don't but understand it, John. Here, there's people that just don't, they listen to, they listen to the TV, the TV, they listen to everything that they hear in the news. And, you know, I'm not one way or the other with the news, but they are never on the same page. Someone's right. Someone's wrong. But, you know, and you go for the advertisements, you get companies out there that are just, you know, promoting the, the lower interest rates and everyone thinks that's gospel. And you know what? It's not. They're ads. People are paying to be on TV to get your business. We do it. We don't do it maliciously. We do it just to drive, uh, keep our name out there and to drive people to call us so that we can give them great advice. But people who are out there advertising interest rates on these negative AM arms and product is your and my team lead told me that the uh, cherry pop machine behind me is uh, telling me to offer 1.75 on a 30-year fixed. You know, it's 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 a joke. But all we can do is keep preaching the truth and, you know, we'll be better for it. People will respect us. People will want to do business with us. Um, I've seen it because uh, pre-approvals get accepted uh, from us versus other companies because of our name, because of myself, yourself. And that's important to me because I know that we're doing the right thing. So just keep well, rolling, keep chucking. I, th I think that's true. And we will always do the right thing for our clients because after all, um, if we don't do the right thing, we're not going to be in business for very long. I was in, uh, I was on the road um, last week and I was hearing some things from some people that told me that they used to be in the mortgage business. Oh, you know, everybody thinks that the mortgage business is an even playing field. So, and, and I take, a little bit of umbrage with that. When somebody says, oh, I used to be in the mortgage business. Well, how come you're not in the mortgage business now? Well, they they couldn't sustain it. They weren't doing the right things by clients. They burned their bridges. 
Um, and, and it's not something that I care to discuss with these people. I just say, oh, okay, great. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, you didn't do right by your clients. You couldn't sustain it for the long haul. You tried to take advantage of everybody. And it just rubs me the wrong way. So when I hear people, oh, I used to be in the mortgage business. Well, you know, the mortgage industry and the real estate industry are great industries. And if you talk to the old timers in the business, it's only about serving one client at a time and taking care of people one at a time. And you can do that and be successful and, and take care of people. And, and we really believe that. Um, John, we are uh, going to be on the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Show, 97.1 FM, this Saturday morning. Harvey Freed will be the host with the most. Becky Ellie, Lisa Lawson, you uh, and I will be on the show. Um, I want to throw that in there because we've been doing the show now for going into our 22nd year. And uh, we do bring consumer advocacy. We're consumer advocates, consumer advocacy advice, doing the best thing with people. If you have relationships, stick with your relationships. If you trust people, stick with your trusted advisors. But uh, John, I know that you built up a great reputation. We try every single day. We realize we're not going to make 100% of the people happy 100% of the time. It doesn't mean we're going to stop trying. Um, we always do. But bottom line is that we're going to do the best for our clients. And anybody out there right now, this is a word of caution. You should not be doing anything other than a fixed rate mortgage right now. And I believe that whether it's a 10-year, a 15-year, a 20, 25, or 30-year, there's no reason to do anything else. There are certain circumstances, but 95% of the people out there should be safe and do a fixed rate mortgage, John Cole. Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean. There's products that make sense for certain people, but the benefit does not outweigh the cost normally. Um, when you're talking about some of these ARM products, uh, three-year, five-year, seven-year, 10-year ARM, the, they're not really uh, paying the premiums that mortgage companies need to be able to uh, to be able to do the loan without having to charge you extra money to get that product. And so it doesn't make a lot of sense to get into that when you can get into a product for uh, for less cost. Um, you know, there's a break-even analysis that we, we always talk about and you just got to run it and see what makes sense. And I did it yesterday for a client who's interested in possibly moving in the next one to three years. And her break-even was 23 months. So she has a decision to make. We can do a zero cost loan where the rate is inflated because we have to pay the cost out of our own pocket. And, uh, she saves money from day one, or can, she can save more money from day one, but, there's costs involved and the break even was 23 months down the road. It's taking the time like to do something like that to make sure that your clients are making the educated decision because I don't want anyone to spend more money than they need to. Um, and we want to try to save people the, the money that they can because, uh, you know, retirement, as you know, Harry, uh, being so close to it is uh, is important. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, these digs, they come so late in the game because, you know, I build up the anticipation. I'm getting text messages from your friends saying, when are you going to dig on them again? So, um, you know, I just got to make sure that I'm taking care of your friends, my friends, and uh, getting people, saving them money so that they can keep on going. Well, John, there's a saying, youth is wasted on the young. And it's certainly been wasted on you. So um, <laughs> I'm going to let you know that I believe that to be true. I believe that there are certain math equations that you have to figure out. Your client is going to break even in 23 months. If they're going to stay in that house, you know, for four or five, six years, it's a, it's a no brainer. But the current value of their cash is worth more than the future value. So if I'm them, 
Okay. If I'm them, I go ahead and I take the equation of how long am I going to be here versus my cash position. And then they, and then they call you back up and they say, John, what do you think about this? And then you'll tell them and you'll give them the right decision. But again, we say, we like to give the baseball analogy. You know, it's, it's all situational. It's like baseball. It's all situational. It's never the same for everybody. Everybody has their own individual set of circumstances. Uh, John Kolb, I'm going to give you the last words for the day before I forget, because I'm so old, I might start going into that forget mode. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give you the last words for the day. You know, just as we uh, always preach, you know, keep keep giving us calls, keep giving us emails, keep texting us your questions so that we can give you good advice. It's important to us. We want to make sure that we're putting you on the right path to success. We've got real estate partners that we deal with that uh, we trust and that we can, you know, would put our families in touch with that we can uh, have you reach out to for their advice as well. So it's all about your team, all about who you're working with, making sure you've got good people that you trust and, you know, keep going back to them because you, you, of course there's always going to be somebody who's a little bit cheaper, but what, what does that mean? That means that they might not be putting in the extra time, the extra effort, the extra, you know, the love into what we put into. So make sure you give us a call, give us a chance, give us an opportunity Let's look at your situation and uh, we'll get you taken care of. I appreciate John. And to recap today's podcast, this is the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Podcast brought to you by Capital Mortgage Funding, powered by Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, Equal Housing Lender, 2289 is our MLS number. Uh, Again, we are an equal housing lender. Update is this, refinancing still extremely beneficial. Rates are not going down. They're only going to go up in the future. So get in on it right now. Save that money. And like John said, maybe we can save you money taking cash out to pay off that high interest rate toxic credit card debt. Update on housing inventory. It's slightly down over even last year. Okay. Last year was low. It's even lower now by percentage points. Low inventory. What can I tell you? It is is a situation right now that is affecting everybody. One month from now, the official announcement on what the loan limits are going to be. And John, you and I agree on that today. For once, we do agree. We think the um, number is going to be higher than 630,000, probably in the 633, 635 range. And last, but certainly not least, everybody knows John likes to dig on me about my age. I'm a little bit older than he is, just a little bit. But as John knows, because he is a big wine drinker, everybody, huge, huge wine drinker. You know what? Like wine, I get better with age. So this is the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Show brought to you by Capital Mortgage Funding, powered by Fairway Independent Mortgage, Equal Housing Lender, 2289 NMLS number. For Roberta Beauchene, Becky Alley, Lisa Lawson, Harvey Freed, and my friend, Mr. Cabernet, John Kolb, I'm Harry Glantz. We'll see you later. Go Green. <laughs>